The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Good morning, everybody. Say good morning to your neighbor. And say to them, welcome to Turning Point. Says another person, welcome to Turning Point. Say, welcome to Turning Point. You know, for those joining us for a God Rogan service for the first time, um, you're welcome. Today's your first time at a God Rogan service. Um, only you. Shout hallelujah. Okay. Let's clap for them. You know, we're excited that they're here. So we welcome them. Um, I mean, God. I started turning situations around for good. So, like we say, don't wait for any particular time. He has started, he's continuing, and he will yet do great things in the name of Jesus. So the river of God is flowing, and God works with us instantly, silently, and and completely. So we welcome everyone joining us over the internet. We welcome the internet church. Um, let's clap for them. Um, you're welcome. You're welcome to the Internet Church. We welcome um, God's favorite house in Cape Town. They're joining us. Um, we welcome God's favorite house um, in Calabar. I hope they are joining. Okay, they are joining. Good. We welcome God's favorite house in Ikeja. We welcome God's favorite house in Canada. And obviously, Ikoye and Ibejuleki are here. So, we welcome them also. And if we haven't welcomed your own God's favorite house, go and start it. <laughs> then we welcome it. Ah, someone received that. Amen. So, today, by the grace of God, you will experience a definite positive. Turn around. Today is that turning point where things will turn around definitely and positively for you in that area in the name of Jesus. A turning point is a point in time when something happens, like something is happening now that causes a change in direction. I'm confident in God that you will experience a positive change in direction in the mighty name of Jesus. You notice I keep saying positive, 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 because there there, there can be um, negative turning points also. There are positive turning points, there are negative turning points. Everybody here will only experience a positive turning point in the mighty name of Jesus. So, for instance, at a negative turning point, God anointed him as king. And he didn't carry out God's instruction to the letter. And God said, "Uh, I changed my mind. God will sustain his mind for good for you. In the name of Jesus. What you will do that will make God say, I changed my mind. In a negative way, you will not do it. 
So the, point, the turning point is a very crucial point in, the, in, different, industry, in different fields, in, in, in literature, the, 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 in storytelling. There's a turning point. You know, they will tell you that there's a turning point, but that's not where, what resonates with me. Um, what resonates with me is, is mathematics. In mathematics, there's a turning point. You know, if you know um, quadratic equations, you know, no, don't freeze now. Don't freeze. Some people, when they hear math, <laughs> they freeze. Calm down. Tell your neighbor, calm down. I just, and I will bring it, I will explain to you. In quadratic equations, you know, when you draw the graph of the correct equations, it's a parabolic graph. It's called the parabola. Now, in that curve, there's a point at the curve called the vertex where everything changes. And it could be at the top point where everything changes. For some of us, we've been experiencing pain. We've been experiencing shame. We've been experiencing poverty. And it has been climbing and climbing and climbing. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, it has reached its, ver- its vertex. Amen. And the pain is going to turn down. Amen. The height of that pain will not continue to rise. Amen. The height and the progress of that reproach is hereby terminated. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And that is the graph that has the, the um, negative coefficient of, of A. If you know, if you're a mathematician, you know that. So that's the graph that goes like that. The, the positive coefficient of A goes like this, right? So that is the, the graph that, you know, you've, you've been, things have been going down and, and, and going down and, and going down. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you have reached the vertex. Things are beginning to go up for you. The tide is going to turn in your favor. In the name of Jesus. The tide is going to turn. Say to your neighbor, now I know God loves you. I wasn't quite sure before, but (laughs) but now I'm confident. I know. (laughs) Now, now, every Life gets to a point that can be marked as the turning point in different areas. Ask any successful business person. There's a turning point. There was something. There was that point that things significantly began to change. Ask anyone that has built a house. There's a turning point. Ask anyone that has that successful in their career. There's a turning point. At that career, there is a turning point. And ask anyone that has won a battle. There is a turning point at each battle. That it is the determinant point. It determines the course of direction from that point on. Today, in the name of Jesus, everyone that has been fighting battles in this place, today, the battles begin to turn in your favor. In the mighty name of Jesus. Different events triggers the turning point. In the life of a prophet called Isaiah, you know, it was God had to take away a king, Uzziah, in Isaiah 1. 
Isaiah 6, 1 to 8. God had to take away Uzziah for Isaiah to see properly. Now, Uzziah, in our time, is not necessarily a person. It could be a concept. It could be an idea. It could be a goal. It could be something you are pursuing that heaven has not sent you to pursue. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, God will be merciful enough for you. And he will take Uzziah away. Say amen. amen. Psalm 126 verse 1 says to us, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongues with singing. Then said they among the nations, the heathen, the Lord has done great things for them. When your turnaround comes, which is right now, it will be sudden, it will be total, it will be complete. You will have to pinch yourself. Because you will be like them that dream. And it will be a good dream because your mouth will be filled with laughter. And your tongue will be filled with singing. And it will be so big that your neighbors will notice, the nations will notice, and the nations will say, see what God has done for her. See what God has done for him. In the name of Jesus. Your turning point will not be such that even your neighbors will notice. No, no, no. Your turning point will be so significant that... The nations will say, ah, this boy must be serving God. This boy must be serving God. This girl must be serving God. And so shall it be for you. In the name of Jesus. You know, Someone said concerning us, you know, someone that, you know, abused us years ago, came with his wife to the office and prostrated for me and said that, I'm sorry, God is with you. Can you pray for us? And I'm like, it's only God that can do that. Everyone that has despised you, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Not because of your intelligence. Not because of your manipulation. But because of your God. The God of the turning point. They will say, ah, God is with you. We want to be your friend. God is with you. Amen. And there are turning points. We're going to reel through very quickly. Like 12 of them from scriptures. You need to fasten your seat belts because, you know, it's like you'll be drinking from a water, from water, a water hydrant today. It's going to gush at you real fast. Expect a turnaround from darkness to light. In Genesis 1, 1 to 3, classic example of 
darkness to light. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. And at that point was the turning point for the whole of creation. And there was light. The light that needs to happen for the turning point for your destiny. The same way God decreed it back then. We decree it in the name of Jesus. Let there be light. Number two. Expect by the grace of God. Turning point from the prison to the palace. From the prison to the palace. If you read the story of Joseph. In Genesis 39 to, to Genesis 45. I want to encourage you when you get home. You know, when you're basking in your, I mean, um, overflow, just open your Bibles, just seven chapters, and read it. It's, that story is filled with turning points. Turning points for Joseph. For Joseph, it was, it was the, 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 the positive parabolic curve, if you will. And it's, it's, it started from his father's house. Then it led him to the pit. Then from the pit, it led him to... Potiphar's house. From Potiphar's house, it led him to the prison. That was the vertex for Joseph. I'm here to announce to you, you have reached the vertex. What is left for you is to rise. So, for Joseph, it went from prison to the palace. You know, many times, because God has chosen to favor you, people will beef you. You know what beef is? Okay, jealousy, bad belly. Listen, stop worrying about people beefing you. It's part of your destiny because you are favored. Praise the name of the Lord. Ask everyone that is favored, everyone that is favored. It attracts beef. You must be comfortable with beef because (laughs) you must be comfortable with beef. problem. Joseph had serious experience, serious beef. Serious beef. From his brothers to the merchants that sold him off. Beef from Potiphar's wife because he won't perform. But God began to favor him in the prison. Until he got to the palace. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, your day of favor has come. Amen. And so shall it be. Amen. A crucial thing, you know, when you, when you look at Joseph, we can spend some time there, but, but I really need to go, but I just need to say this. When you look at Joseph, you need to have the heart that Joseph had. Joseph had a forgiving heart. Joseph, you know, when people beef you and you beef them back, 
you, they have succeeded in dragging you down. When be- people beef you and you shake it off, you have succeeded in rising above them. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> you know, so when people beef you, don't beef them back. I shake it off. You know, my, my mom told us a story one time of, you know, trying, someone trying to bury, is it a donkey now? <laughs> you know, and as they pour sand on the, on the donkey, he, sh- he shook it. He thought it was in a pit. He shook it off. And the, the sand became pedestal. And he kept pouring sand. He kept shaking it off. It became pedestal. Pouring pour, until, before they knew it, the donkey was out of the pit. Praise the name of Allah. <laughs> and that was what Joseph did. That's what we should do. In verse 5 of Genesis 45, you know, the, the word of God says that when, when, the, when the, the brothers, when they saw Joseph, they were scared. And this is what Joseph said. Don't be upset. No, no, no. Guys, relax. Don't be angry with yourselves for sending me to this place. It's not a big deal. For some of us, for some of us, we are just waiting for when we get a fan of flashback. That is why the turning point has been delayed. You need to forgive completely. You need to forgive. Joseph, you know, for some people, as soon as they get to Potiphar's house, they will see that as the ultimate. They will run back home to say, see, now I'm now um, a manager. But Joseph, no. He waited on God. For some people, it's the, once they get into the palace, he had horses, he had chariots, he has the resources. Joseph, if we were some people, not you, they would ride home majestically and say, Joseph has come. But Joseph didn't do that. He stayed on his assignment, he minded his business, and he trusted his God. When the time came and his brothers came, he said this, amazing. He says, it is God. Perspective is, is all you need, really, in life. He said, it is God that, that, that made you sell me to this place. So it was God that sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. There's no pound of flesh that needs to be taken back. Say after me, I make up my mind to live a life Free of bitterness in the name of Jesus. So you need to get rid of bitterness. You want a turning point? Get rid of bitterness. Get rid of bitterness. Number three, quickly, expect to go from sorrow to joy. Expect to to go from sorrow to joy. I mean, First Chronicles um, 4, 9 to 10, the story of Jabez, which we all know, most of us do know it. Jabez was a guy that was called sorrow, pain. So his name was Sorrow. Whenever you call him, Sorrow, let me get that chair. Pain, let me bring that. I mean, he he lived all his life branded. But he had a turning point. He cried to the God of Israel. And God answered him. As you have cried to God today, God will answer you. In the name of Jesus. Sorrow to joy. Same thing with Jacob. Israel. Remember the story of Joseph that that we read. Now, they are taking Joseph. 
Israel thought Joseph was dead. Now, in the process, when they went to Egypt, they had detained Simeon. So, Israel didn't know what was going to become of Simeon. Then, Judah now prevailed on him for him to release Benjamin. So, the man is losing all his sons. It was in a place of confusion and sorrow until his turning point came. Praise the name of the Lord. Genesis 45 verse 26. When they sent, and they said to him, when they came back, now three boys were gone as far as he was concerned. When they came back and they said, Joseph is alive, they told him. And he's a go- he's governor of all the land of Egypt. Jacob was stunned. That word stunned there means that he, he, was, he was in shock. Shock that they would say, Baba, give, take chair and sit down. You know that kind of shock? When you, the, the man was looking for, he was stunned. What? He says, but when, everyone say but. But when they repeated to Jacob everything Joseph had told them, and when he saw the wagons Joseph had sent to carry him, their father's spirit was revived. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. He recovered from his shock. So the news came to shock him. But the proof revived him. He saw the wagons. There are people here. You are going to revive the souls of your parents. You are going to send them wagons. You know what wagons are? Okay. Do you receive that? I receive that. In the name of Jesus. They're going to say, Mama, Mama, what is outside? What's that noise? It's outside. She will look at it. She will see the SUV. And she's like, Give me chair. Give me chair. They say, say, Mama, it's for you. Or Baba, it's for you. It's for me. God will make you put laughter in the mouth of your parents. In the name of Jesus. sorrow to joy. So in one day, the man that thought he had lost three children, in one day, he recovered the three and one of them was a prime minister. In one day. Today is your one day. And the turnaround will be definite and positive. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number four, from penury to plenty. From penury to plenty. The, the story of the widow of Zarephath. From, from, from penury to plenty. First Kings 17 from verse 7. You know, it, this is one story that I, I, I wrestle with sometimes. I mean, earlier on in my work with God, I, I, I don't wrestle with it anymore. But, but it's just a tough one. If you, if you know what I mean. If you're a logical person, you know, you know it's a tough one. It says, but after a while, the book dried up and there was no rainfall. This is Elijah, um, Elisha. 
he has been eating and feeding fat. Elijah, sorry. And, and, and feeding fat. It's a source of food that everybody else was in, was in farming in, in the time, at the time. Then the Lord said to Elijah, go and live in the village of Zarephath, near the city of Sidon. I have commanded, I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gate of the village, he saw a widow. God says, I have instructed the widow to, to feed you. And he saw a widow gathering sticks. And he asked her, would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going, he was testing her generosity. Say, okay, this one is generous. As she was going, he says, come, come, that's what I'm, I really need. Bring me a bite of bread too. At that point, she said, I swear to the Lord, your God, I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. Now, remember, God had said to Elijah, I have instructed this widow to feed you throughout the famine. Don't try and reason God out. God will do things that blows your imagination. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said, I don't have a single piece in the house. And I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal. And then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you have said. But make a little bread for me first. Now, this is a prophet that has been eating throughout when everybody else has been in famine. Elijah's cheeks was probably rosy. This was a widow that has been, I mean, come on. Last meal means she must have withered. And he says, go and make, go and make it for me first. Then what is left to prepare for a meal for yourself and your son? I mean, if, 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 if Twitter advocates catches Elijah, <laughs> Barry, and he calls himself a man of God, taking the food, the only food of the widow. Look at this picture. One of the biggest mistakes the church can ever make is try to explain itself to the world. It's a big mistake. The, the, the armor that works for us, they don't understand it. But when you try to wear their armor, it won't work for you. I came, I literally came out of poverty. By giving. Thank God. I mean, my mom is not poor, you know. My, I mean, my parents are not poor. But I decided I'm not going to depend on anybody. If God is God, so I gave myself out of poverty. <laughs> I did. And someone is trying to convince me today 
that you shouldn't give. Ah. And you don't remain in poverty. <laughs> Say amen. Come on. Absolutely. I know, I know, I know. They're going to tweet about me too. It doesn't matter. You know, no, no, no. no. I, I, I'm, I'm saying to myself, I, like I said, I used to struggle with it. So, so I really don't believe it. That's, that's, that's what they were. I, when, I was, when I just came to Christ, I struggled with it myself. I was like, what kind of man is this? How you eat? Verse 14. For this is what the Lord says. The God of Israel. There's a giving that you give that provokes God to release a destiny-changing prophecy in your life. And I'm not talking about people that are just padding people up and padding people up. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there's a definite sacrifice you need to make for the turning point. If that's what God has for you. There will always, he says, be flour and olive oil left in the containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and crops. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah, may you connect well in this life. Uh, some people, they are farming proof. They are farming proof. When you are connected to them, what happens? You become a farming proof. And Elijah and her and family continue to eat for many days. That is, there's plenty days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Every promise of God will come to pass in your life. In the name of Jesus. Every single one of them. Number five. Expect a turnaround from having a career to having a calling. Some of us, all we have is a job. God is about to release you into your destinies. In Exodus 3, 1 to 4, Moses was just going about his career as a, as a shepherd. His, his, his work that was spelled out for him by his father-in-law. He was just tending sheep. And he had a turning point that came in contact with his destiny. He turned and he looked. You have turned and you have come to church today. God will give you the call of your life. Moses made a turn that sealed not only his destiny, but the destiny of a whole nation. Some of us here, you need to answer a call that will not only seal your destiny, we seal the destiny of Nigeria. I know it doesn't look like it, but it's going to happen. We seal the destinies of even nations that you don't even know about right now. Elisha, from an entrepreneur, Elisha became the father of kings. First Kings 19. You can write it down for your reference. 21, 19 to 21 and First Kings, Second Kings 6, 21. The same Elisha. You see, the truth is, when we talk about your life call, it's the turning point from, from having a career to having a calling. From going to work, go, just going for a job and, and, and going to be deployed. They're totally different things. And not everyone is called to, to ministry, obviously. So, when we're talking about life calling, 
I'm not saying everybody's going to be a pastor. No. Let me give you an example. Two people that I know are teachers. One says to me, and I can see it, it is a life call to teach and to help children. It's, it's, she comes to church. She's a worker in church. But that is a life call. The other just goes to collect salary. She works. She's not lazy. But she's working. She's not in a calling. I know the difference. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. It's huge. Steve Harvey puts it this way. He says that your career or your work is what you are paid for. It says your calling is what you are made for. Huge difference. Today, in the name of Jesus, that turning point will happen in your life. Yeah. Number six. From barrenness to fruitfulness. Second yeah. Kings 4, 11 to 17. And this is huge. One day, Elisha returned to Shunem, and he went up to the upper room to rest. The upper room that was set up by this woman that was apparently barren. He said to his servant, ah, ah, this woman of Shunem, I want to speak to her. When she appeared, Elisha said to Gehazi, tell her, we appreciate the kind concern you have shown us. What can we do for you? Can we put in a good word for you to the king so that your business can get contracts or to the commander of the army so that you can supply them with food? She says, no. No, she replied. My family takes good care of me. Later, Elisha asked Gehazi, what can we do for her? I pray in the name of Jesus that you you get to a place in God that God will be asking, what can I do for this girl? What can I do for this boy? What can I do? That it is God that will be asking. It's huge. And Gehazi replied, Gehazi is, uh, he has information. He says that, Oga, she don't get Pekino. She doesn't have a son. And her husband, her, the man is an old man, no? You know what I mean? Oh, no, no, what I mean. So when you say someone doesn't have a child and the husband is an old man, what does that mean? Come on. No, ask her. Elisha said, call her back again. So Elisha <laughs> told her, and when the woman returned, Elisha said to her, as she stood in the doorway, she had respect. She didn't just come into Elisha's room. She, she, she came. She was the one that built the room for Elisha. But when she came, she stood at the doorway. Honor. Unbelievable. Elisha said to her, Next year, at this time, you will be holding a son in your hands. that God will make in your life that you won't ask for your permission will begin to happen today. 
in the name of Jesus. He says, you beholding holding the son of God? No, my Lord, she cried. Oh, man of God, don't deceive me. Why? I know the condition of my body. This Baba has loved uh, for how many years? No sausages have been in this house for a while. <laughs> now, you may not understand that much. The, the, the GFH uh, people understand <laughs> what I'm saying. You know? Don't deceive me and get my hopes up like that. Please. This is so sensitive. I've cried and cried for years. Month after month after month. I see my period. I cry, 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 cry. Oh God, please. But sure enough, the woman soon became pregnant. And at the time, the following year, she had the son, just as Elisha had said. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, everyone desiring God for a baby, by this time next year, you will have a son. And so shall it be. <laughs> you know, I feel God is saying to you, to someone here, if you receive it, it's fine. That that prayer point that you have abandoned, that even when you think about it, your heart skipped, and you're like, skips, and you're like, I will serve God anyway. Even if God doesn't answer it, I'm committed to God. God is saying, I will answer it. You can go and write today's date down. The 7th of October, 2018. That change is going to happen. That prayer is going to be answered. Even if you are saying right now, Pastor, don't make my hopes go up. Too late. Too late. Too late. The woman... That the husband is old, cannot uh, perform. No, you know. <laughs> when the man begins to say, ah, ah, you are very beautiful today, she should have started suspecting. Shouldn't she? <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, how many did you say that's what we would do? Uh, number seven. From sickness to health. Sickness to health. Everyone here with any form of infirmity, in the name of Jesus, you will be healed. The woman with the issue of blood came, touched the arm of Jesus, boom, she was healed. The turning point happened. The tide turned for her. Number eight, from a nobody to a somebody. God is going to transition you from a nobody to a somebody in the name of Jesus. And it's going to be by his presence. Which is why when you leave this place, you have to embrace God's presence, love God's presence, cultivate God's presence. If you don't have a relationship with God, settle it today. Today your life must change. Today it must change. Who made it? Um, classic example. They came 
and David dumped the ark of God in his house. You see that in First Chronicles chapter 13. Now, they, no, no, look at the story. They were carrying the ark, and the ark just killed someone. The ark just killed someone. Then the king said, um, that guy, that guy, go and put the ark in his house. Is that goodwill? But Obedidom embraced the ark and worshipped my king, my God, the glory, the lifter of my head, the strength of Israel, the governor of the nations. Then a nobody just started going around. In three months, God changed his story. He became a somebody. To the point that the king became jealous. And the king said, yeah, give me the ark back. <laughs> uh, bring it. And that's one thing about David. There's no shame in it. If you have made a mistake, ah, Kukuma, go back. I say, oh, yeah. There's no shame in it. Though. Arrogance will not destroy you. In Jesus' name. Number nine, from dryness to new streams, in the name of Jesus. Psalm 126, verse 4 says, Turn again at captivity, O Lord. As the streams in the south. Now, what about the streams in the south? The streams in the south are usually, it's called the Negev, the, the, the river Negev. It's usually very dry. It's like a walkway. But God can turn it around and new streams can begin to flow from it. If you read the Amplified Version, it says, Restore our captivity, O Lord, as the stream bed of the south, the Negev, are restored with torrents of rain. You are going to experience torrents of rain in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. That's what can be described as the stream in the south that is always dry. We flow with new streams in the mighty name of Jesus. The NLT puts it this way. It says, restore our fortunes. Your fortunes will be restored. Yeah. As streams renew the deserts. The voice translation puts it this way. And now, the eternal one, some are held captive and poor. Release them. Say amen. Amen. Restore our fortunes. As the dry riverbeds of the south spring to life. When rain come at last. Your rain has come at last. You see, many times we we are like, God, here I am, here I am. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Go and start getting ready because of the abundance of rain that is coming into your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Number 10, expect from death to life. Lazarus, classic example, can use it over and over and over and over again. Genesis, uh, sorry, John chapter 11. Lazarus, 144, please read it. Jesus stood at the tomb of Lazarus and said to Lazarus, 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 
come forth. And he that was dead came out alive. The things that represent death in your life, that ought to be living, they are the Nazareths of your life. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command them, Lazarus, come forth. In the mighty name of Jesus. The things that are dead and ought to be alive, we call them back to life in Jesus' name. The things that are still alive but are losing strength and are dying, we release the quickening power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Expect a turnaround from eating with pigs to eating with the king. Some of us, when we describe you, the, your association eating, you are eating with pigs. But God is saying you are destined to eat with kings. Amen. I mean, the story is in John 15, the story of the, what is known as the prodigal son. The, the, the guy, the father was wealthy. And he had a turnaround. And he said to his father, oh, give me what is due me. That was a turnaround. But he thought it was for good. Little did he know that it was like the negative parabolic curve. From that day, his life began to go down until he began to eat with pigs. Then he came to his senses and said, Ah, Abba, even my father's servants, they chop correct food. What am I, why am I here? You know, sometimes in this life, you have to think, you have to reason. And he said something instructive. He said, I will go to my father. Now, and that's where a lot of people stop. They think it, they decide, but no action. But verse 20, after all that talking to himself and thinking, the Bible says, so he got up and came to his father. You need to get up and come to your father. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. You need to take the step. And number 12, you're going to experience from darkness to light, prison to palace, sorrow to joy, penury to plenty, from having a career to having a call, from barrenness to fruitfulness, from sickness to health, from a nobody to a somebody, from dryness to new streams, from death to life, from eating with pigs to eating with kings. Number 12, from being under attack to being under protection. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. The description of a lot of life today is, there's going to be a banner that can summarize these lives. If they're going to put a sign on their head, it will be under attack. But God is changing that sign today. To be under protection, Amen. under cover, Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2, the journey to translation, I mean, beautiful scriptures. It says, Whoever goes to the Lord for safety, whoever remains under the protection of the Almighty, can say, You are my defender, my protector. You are my God. In you, I trust. 
I pray today that you will come under protection. In the mighty name of Jesus. You know, when we're growing up, I mean, there's a, there's a slang that we used to use. I mean, this, this is the best way to, to describe it. When they say that, you know, you know what that means? You know, you know, you know, okay, okay, if you, if you, let me pick the picture. The picture is this. Imagine someone that is being chased by a, good, uh, a group of maybe odlums, I mean, thugs with clubs. And the person is running and running and running and running and running. And they are chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing. And all of a sudden, the person gets to a turning point. And the person sees, which is the um, number one military in the world today, in might, the U.S. Army, maybe. Okay, still. <laughs> then, then the person saw the U.S. Marines, a whole battalion of them, saying, come. Then the person shake on Then the people chasing him are still coming with their contacts and attacks. Then they get to the corner and they see what will happen. The chase will turn around. So the chaser will begin to chase the chasee. In the name of Jesus. That is what being under attack to being under protection looks like. When you're under attack, it's not a good place to be. When you're under protection, it's a beautiful place to be. This same guy can walk up and begin to chase this group of hoodlums because of the army behind him. Praise the Lord. God is going to back you up in an unbelievable way. In the name of Jesus. The TPT translation of that scripture says, All you who sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai. Now, it means that when we come into God's shadow, we have not come to sit on the floor. We have not come to just perch somewhere. He gives us a throne. He gives us a seat. Now, if it's to perch, it's okay. It's okay for me. Don't get me wrong. Just to perch under God. I mean, come on. I'd rather perch there than be somewhere else. But God, God gives us a throne. And that's what the scripture says in the original. You that sit enthroned under the shadows of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of the Most High. You are tucked away. You are hidden. You are hidden. Far away from the schemes of men. Far away from the arrows of the enemy. Far away from the flaws of evil. Far away from the fire of destruction. Hidden. Totally. And, you know, under the shadow of Shaddai, in the original Shaddai, <laughs> where we get El Shaddai, obviously, means the God of the mountain. The descent there means the God that shields. 
the rock of salvation. Shaddai there means God the destroyer of enemies. That's under whose shadows you should come. Shaddai means God the self-sufficient. He's self-sufficient. He doesn't need to get up and buy food. He doesn't get tired or weary. He doesn't need to sleep to, to, re, to renew his energy. It's self-sufficient. Shaddai, that means God, the nurturer of babies. The double-breasted one. In other words, while you are sitting there under his side, he's feeding you and taking care of you. Do I get an amen? And it also means God, the Almighty. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. When you live here today, you'll be totally tucked under the shadows of Shaddai. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So God will turn your darkness to light. Take you from prison to the palace. From sorrow to joy. From penury to plenty. From having a career to having a calling. From barrenness to fruitfulness. From sickness to health. From a nobody to a somebody. From dryness to new streams. From death to life. From eating with pigs to eating with kings. From being under attack. To being under protection. Amen. You are not here by accident. Today is your turning point. For good. Amen. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. You are not here by accident, my brother. You are not here by accident, my sister. God has brought you here for a turnaround. Are you tired of the shame? You're tired of, of the, the power of sin. You're tired of poverty. You're tired of eating with pigs. You're tired of being under constant attack. You're saying to me, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender to Jesus. Or you're like, Pastor, I used to be born again, but I am not this, all these things that you are describing. I'm far from God. Can I come back? Can you pray with me? Yes, I want to pray with you. Today is your turning point. If that is you, Put up your hand now over your head and we'll pray together. Quickly, shoot it up. So put up your hand. God bless you. Over there. Over there. Over there. Over there. Over there. Over there. At the overflow, put up your hand. Go back. God bless you. Over there. Over there. God bless you. They're going to put a card in your hand. Ushers, please note the places you are dropping your cards. God bless you. Over there. God bless you. Another hand at the corner. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up until you get a card. God bless you right there. My brother, I can see your hand. My sister, I can see your hand. Uncle, I can see your hand there. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. There are hands at that corner. At this corner. God bless you. There's a hand at this corner. There's a hand there. There's a hand there. Keep the hands up. God bless you. Right there. God bless you. That is me. Pastor, that is me. I want to surrender to Jesus. I want to bring my life under divine covering. God bless you. Right there. At the overflow, put up the hand. Lift it up high. And, and they will slip a card in your hand. For now, you can put down your hand and cry to God. Oh, I come to you today. God bless you right there. That is me. God bless you right there. Once you have the card, you can 
put out your hand for now. God bless you right there, my, my brother. God bless you, sir. That is me. God bless you. The rest of us, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. God bless you right there, my sister. Thank him. Don't be passive at this time. Thank him. Thank him. Lord, I'm grateful. That is me, pastor. Pray with me. Put up that hand over your head. Quickly. God bless you right there. God bless you. Another hand over there. God bless you. Another hand over there. Keep the hands up if you, until you get a card. God bless you. That is me. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. Shoot up that hand over your head. If you're online, the structures are scrolling. Take the step. Take the step. Remember the prodigal son. The Bible says, so he got up and came to his father. He got up and came to his father. I want to challenge you today. If you have the card, I want you to get up on your feet and come to God. Get up and come to God. Let's, let's encourage them. Let's encourage them. The big step. Ushers, let's... Let's help those that we have given the cards to. I told you to take a note of where the people you gave the cards to. Just, just encourage them, my brother. Don't be shy, my sister. Don't be shy. Get up and come. Today is the turning point. Get up, 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 get up and come. It's today. It's tomorrow. It's not tomorrow. It's today. Keep coming. It's not. It's not. It's today. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Zahate the mother behind the other. Ushers, help us, help us, help us. From the overflow, keep coming. Keep coming. From the overflow, keep coming. Ushers, help them, help them, help them, help them. God bless you. Keep coming. Keep coming. I've up my mind. I've up my mind. Keep coming, keep coming. We are waiting for you. We are waiting for you. God bless you. Keep coming. You are going from being harassed to being protected. You are going from eating with pigs to eating with kings. You are going from death to life. Keep coming, keep coming. God bless you. If you are sitting down and you are like, Pastor, can I come forward? Yes, you can come forward. Get up and come. If you are sitting down and you know you should be in front, get up and come to your father. Get up and come. Get up, get up. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Get up and come. God bless you. There's nothing to be ashamed about. Get up. Get up and come. God bless you. God bless you. Come, come. Get up. You know you ought to be outside. Get up. Get up and come. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you, sir. Get up. You know you should be here. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. Get up and come. 